Hello and welcome to Wicked Wednesdays, your podcast on sex and sexuality with an emphasis on BDSM, kink, and poly relationships. I'm your host, Wicked Fellow, and this week I'm going to talk about how I think AI is going to affect the porn industry. Before I get started with that, I want to send a very special thank you to our new Patreons, who are Alejandro, Natasha, Honey, Hippie Taoist, Napoleon, and Elizabeth. If I've mentioned you before, I just wanted to make sure that I got you in there. If I have not mentioned your name, please send me a note because I want to make sure that everyone that contributes at that level gets their call out. Also, when I have a new Patreon, I send you guys a message welcoming you to the Patreon, etc. I can say that Patreon doesn't have a great messaging service between content creators and patrons. So if for some reason you're not getting a hold of me there, please send me a message either on Instagram or at my website, which is wickedfellow.com. You can find my contact info there as well as the Patreon page itself. But if for some reason you've contacted me on Patreon and you haven't heard back, there's really no surprise there. It seems that that messaging system doesn't work very well. So don't give up the ship. Reach out to me. I do want to make sure that everyone gets their call out as they should. And I did want to send a very special thank you to Elizabeth, who was our newest Patreon. That's someone who I've been speaking to online for quite some time, and I've enjoyed our conversations. Thank you very much for your support and for joining our Patreon. You seem like an amazing person, and I'm very lucky to have you as part of our Patreon family. So, I know I have been gone for a long time, and that was an unplanned absence. I am very happy to be back. I know I said pretty much the same thing the last episode I have. Sometimes life does not go the way we want it to and we do our best to keep up i will be posting a new patreon update that's something that i record weekly just for the patreon viewers and i know i've been slacking on that as well i will get one of those up very soon and if you happen to be interested in what's going on in my life and why i've been so scattered here and yawn check out our patreon page again you can find that at wickedfellow.com So I actually started preparing this podcast a couple months ago when I first started hearing a lot about ChatGPT4 and how the coming AI revolution was going to change everything. And of course, I thought about how that's going to change our day-to-day life, the internet, and how is that going to change my industry, the adult entertainment business. And there have been a lot of articles written on it. This is one of those topics that every day changes so much that what I had learned and had understood a couple days ago or last week isn't really relevant to today. And I realized that I was never going to get ahead of this story. I know that if you go on YouTube, you will find a lot of how is AI going to change everything videos. I haven't seen one specifically about how it's going to change the porn industry. And that was interesting to me. I have done some research there. One of the things that was very interesting to me was the legality involved in this. And I'm not going to speak too much to that today. For one reason, Katya and I have been talking about this a lot. We've been doing some research. She has been researching on her own. Her legal ability, of course, far surpasses mine. And I want to be careful not to be a source of bad information. So I can suppose a lot of things. I can assume a lot of things about how AI and the law are going to interact, especially when it comes to things like pornography. But I don't know those answers. Katja doesn't know those answers. And from what I've read so far, there really isn't a precedent for these kind of things. We're going to start seeing 
most likely new legislation to address these issues. And that's something I will be keeping my finger on. And I do hope to prepare an episode on specifically how the law is going to interact with things like deep fake pornography. Someone that takes your image, for example, superimposes it onto a porn actor and creates porn of you that might be indistinguishable from real life. And that could be very damaging to someone who doesn't want to be in the industry, for example. And I do want to talk about that. I'm going to steer away from that mostly in this podcast, because again, I don't want to put bad information out there. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about things that I'm really not solid on. But I do want to address some issues that I am comfortable with, things that I know about, things that I foresee happening without getting into too much speculation. So the question, how is AI going to affect the adult entertainment industry? It has already started. So one of the platforms that I use that I upload my videos to is Xhamster. And I've noticed recently when I go there, one of their suggested criteria is something along the lines of AI selected for you. So they're analyzing your preferences, what you watch, what you click on, what you pause over, etc. And they are selecting things with an AI algorithm, apparently, for you. Now, maybe that's marketing. Maybe that's just the same old suggested videos and the same algorithm they've been using for a long time. But since they realize that AI is a big buzzword, they're now branding it AI. Because I don't see a lot of difference in the suggested for you by AI versus the old suggested for you. And perhaps they're simply labeling something that they have been using for quite some time because they do do that. If you have a preference for a certain type of video, your suggested for you page will feature videos that meet that description, either based on the tag cloud or the title, etc. Or other people who liked videos that you like also like this video. Those type of program search algorithms are far above what I understand on how they are programmed. But you can definitely get a sense. If you watch a certain type of video, the next 10 suggestions are going to be videos of that same type. They do want to keep you engaged. They want to keep you on the site as much as possible to expose you to advertising, which is how they make their money. So... Yeah, that's one thing I had noticed is that now it's powered by AI. That in and of itself doesn't really bother me that much. I don't know how much they rely on the tag cloud. Whenever you upload a video to an adult site, like I do a lot, one of the things you have to do is fill out a tag cloud. And that tag cloud has as many descriptors describing the video as possible, as accurately as possible, because you want people that search for your type of thing to find your type of thing. And you don't want to mislabel things and say that this is one kind of scene when it's not, because that results in a lot of viewer dissatisfaction, gives you downvotes, etc. So, by and large, people try to tag their content accurately. And for a very long time, I assumed that the way that their algorithm, their search protocol, their indexing system understood what was in my videos was based on the tag cloud and the title. The title seems to be very, very important. And they tell you to insert as many keywords into your title and make it as descriptive as possible. And again, I'm assuming that that influences their search criteria. So when someone goes on their site and enters something in the search bar, they get the result they want because that leads to viewer satisfaction. That leads to people staying on the site more. It's a hand in glove type of arrangement. I'm assuming, and this is an assumption, that it is possible now for an AI 
type algorithm to actually watch the videos, obviously at a much greater pace than any human could, because even now it would take years and years and years for it to physically watch everything that's on one of these big porn sites. So I'm assuming that they can scan it rather rapidly. And again, using that mystic AI knowledge that I'm still fairly fuzzy about, be able to identify things in the videos and help use that to influence their search criteria, their suggested results, et cetera. I don't know if we're there yet. And on the searching I've done on this, it's not like XHamster and Pornhub and XVids are publishing widely kind of the behind the scenes, how their tech works. They don't share that information. So it's not something that I can find to report on. But just like when you take a picture of a cat, your iPhone recognizes that you took a picture of a cat and tells you there's a cat in this image. And then if you search your phone library for cats, it will show you pictures of cats you've taken. That kind of black box AI artificial intelligence recognition of what's in your photos, I imagine they can do that as well with the videos that are uploaded to their site. So on one hand, I think this is a very good thing because when I go to a site and I search for something, I want to see what I searched for and not a bunch of stuff that I have to sort through that isn't what I wanted. You know, if I'm looking for a particular type of scene, I want to see that particular type of scene. And since all of these sites are international, sometimes there's going to be a language barrier. Sometimes there's going to be a, we describe it this way, but you're looking for this type of thing. I'm aware that America is not the only country on earth and that people upload adult content from all over the world. And their English is probably not that great, just as my melee is not great. So as we're moving into this realm where the computer may be doing some of that sorting and searching for us, AI could be a helpful thing. That could be a good thing. It could produce better results when you're looking for the stuff you wanna see. As a creator, that benefits me because I want people who are searching for the type of thing that I produce to find the type of thing that I produce. And maybe they're not searching for the few keywords that I've chosen. Maybe they're not searching for the types of categories that I have chosen. And the AI program can be like, oh, well, you like this type of thing. Wait till you see this person's page. You're going to love it. And that would be a very good thing for content creators. It's good for the site and it's good for users because we want to find what we're looking for. So that's one good thing about how this might work. Another way that this could be very beneficial is seeking out and flagging problematic porn for further human review. And I would very much like there to be a human in the chain somewhere, but one of the big problems that these big adult entertainment sites have had is policing their content. And it's not physically possible for any of these sites to physically manually watch every video that gets submitted to them and make sure that the content is appropriate. So the way that all of them have dealt with this issue is they outsource their moderation to you and I, the consumer. They rely on you and I disliking and flagging and reporting a particular video so that they can then send one of their probably very overworked staff members to physically look at it and say, oh yeah, this is not a good video. This should not be on our site. We're going to take it down. So in this particular situation, you know that I've had my very difficult problems with being censored on these adult sites. I've had a lot of content taken down 
because it got reported and automatically taken down without necessarily any human intervention. It would be nice if using AI to help sort through this and flag problematic content could help creators like me. Because of the nature of the stuff that I make, some people really don't like it and therefore they report it, not necessarily because there's something illegal or there's something wrong or morally objectionable to it on a wide scale, but because they personally don't like it. And in the past, the way this has worked is that it doesn't really matter what's in the video. If it gets a certain number of flags or a certain number of reports, it gets taken down. Sometimes a human actually bothers to look at it before it's taken down. But in my dealings with Pornhub specifically, I found that until I submit a request and ask them, why was this video taken down? The feeling that I get back from this interaction has been that until I ask them to look at it, nobody actually looks at the video. They don't have time. There's only so many people that work at that company and they can only spend so much of their time watching these flagged videos, let alone monitoring every single video that is submitted to them. So by and large, what the way it works is people submit stuff, it goes up onto their site and it stays there until they get enough reports that this may be a problematic thing. Ideally, like I said, someone would then look at it and decide a human should be in that decision chain, but often not. But I get the feeling that a lot of these sites, once they reach a certain threshold, say 10 reports, it, the video just gets deleted. That's my feeling on these things. I'm hoping that perhaps AI can somehow be used to make the site safer so that there's not morally questionable, you know, CSAM or CSAM type material, child sexual abuse material. Nobody wants that on these sites, especially the companies, because obviously there are huge exposure for legal liability there. And the fact that we don't want kids getting harmed in this, that's obvious. I shouldn't have to put that out there, but I want to make sure that it's clear. No one wants kids being harmed for this stuff. And the ability to sort through massive amounts of data and find things that meet a certain search criteria, not necessarily how it's been labeled by the uploader, but actually watching the videos, and i watching in quotes here because of the spooky way that AI watches things. But this could be a very good thing, is what I'm trying to get around to in a very long-winded way. It would be awesome if we could use AI to help police the internet to take down illegal and questionably moral content from the internet. That would be great. For example, if there's a revenge porn scenario, if that bit of footage could be put into a computer, that computer then uses that and then searches the entire internet to match sites that have that particular video and then send cease and desist orders, that would be awesome. I say this because being a content creator We've had our stuff online for years and years now, and we frequently have it stolen. Now there's supposed to be protections in place for us. You know, Pornhub says they will automatically find and delete stuff that we have up. And I believe XHamster and XVids also have a similar system. However, it doesn't work because there's a lot of fly-by-night, you know, show up one day, disappear the next day porn sites that have no standards whatsoever. They will put anything up. They don't care if it's stolen. I think some of them steal it themselves and put it up, etc. It's very nasty stuff. And they're just trying to get eyeballs. They have some really sketchy advertisers. And, 
you know, this is not a not-for-profit humanitarian endeavor. If someone goes through the trouble of creating one of these fly-by-night porn sites, they're trying to make money. They make money by simply scouring the internet for porn. They put it on their site. They get a few views. They sell a few ads. And then they disappear when they get deluged by takedown copyright notices. So, for example, I frequently get messages from my fans that say, you know, hey, I've heard that you always have trouble with this. I found some of your videos on X site, flybynight.com. We don't care about legality. And I'll go to that site. I'll find our videos. I will go through the process of manually typing in the addresses and sending them in the takedown requests and having them taken down. And they always comply because they know they're breaking the law. Issue is, is that I can't spend my days scouring the internet for this stuff. I can't expect my fans to spend their days scouring the internet for this stuff. And yet, even casually, I find it all the time. There'll be a Reddit post, and I'll be scrolling Reddit and think, wait, that's that's me. But I've never submitted anything to this particular subreddit. I'll click on the link, I'll realize, oh, this has been uploaded on some, you know, fly-by-night site. I never uploaded it there. I never gave permission for it to be there. And yet, there it is. And I can promise you that not all exposure is good exposure because whoever uploaded that video, and it's not me, is getting whatever revenue comes from those ads that run alongside it. That is theft. That is intellectual property theft. It's something that you deal with if you're in the adult entertainment industry. And me being a very small content creator, you know, I'm not nearly as exposed as some of the big names in our industry, but it still happens to me. It happens to me a lot. I find our stuff all over the internet on sites that I have never interacted with. And it takes a lot of time and effort for me to be sending out these notices and then they take them down, hopefully. It would be amazing if that could be an automated process, you know, both for my business side of things, but much more importantly, for people that are victims of things like revenge porn, where they did not consent to having their stuff put up online. And for them to have to do the same thing that I do, where they're not trying to make money, they're just trying to get their, you know, personal, private, intimate images down off the internet because they never wanted to put that out there. Somebody close to them either did it against their will or someone hacked their personal information and published it. We've seen that with a lot of celebrities, for example. And that is, you know, absolutely dead wrong to publish something of an intimate nature online without somebody's consent. Legally, this is still actually kind of a gray area, though there have been steps taken to enact some kind of legislation that will help both prosecute and prevent this from happening. But you and I both know how the internet works, right? And just because you get it taken down off one site doesn't mean it's not all over the internet in places you don't even know where to look. And that is a big problem, both, both for me, you know, as a businessman, but much more importantly for someone that's dealing with this in their personal life or someone like Scarlett Johansson that, that doesn't want leaked stuff of hers all over the internet. That is just, it's unethical. It's very wrong. And there's very little right now we can do to combat that. I would hope, I would very much hope that AI can help in this, that we can put AI to work for us in a way where the AI can do that heavy lifting. It can search, it can find matching, it will figure out if someone has reversed the image or put a watermark across it, etc. Things that are very time and labor intensive, it would be awesome if AI could take over that role, making the internet safer for all of us, both for the people that very much want their content out, but want to retain control of that content 
and for people who do not want their content out and want it taken down. That would be an awesome use for AI, in my opinion. And I realize I went on quite a bit about that. This is a very fascinating subject to me, and this will be part of a much broader series, I think, and something that will continue to evolve and change as we learn more about this technology that is moving so very fast. I don't know if you've been keeping up with it like I have, but it seems like every day, the more I read about it, the more I realize that this is changing at an exponential rate, which is something that's difficult for people to get a handle on. I know, for example, it's been difficult for me to get a handle on how fast it's changing. And the fact that the developers of these very powerful AI programs don't exactly know how they work, which is an interesting part of the whole equation. I digress. Another way that AI could be helpful, and this one is very two-sided, because I think what's going to be a big issue moving forward, both in my industry, the adult entertainment industry, and in the larger entertainment industry, is that fine dividing line between what is real and what is not real. And I've already started to see ads for companies that produce software that detects things like deep fakes. Because we have now entered a world where, with a little bit of time and attention, people can create things that are indistinguishable from real life. You know, the Pope in his puffy coat that took over the internet for a couple of days, that happened months ago. That's a very small example. But we've seen the technology grow where faces can be replaced. I could look like Tom Cruise in a video, for example. And right now, there's still a bit of uncanny valley. If you look at it, you can kind of see, you can kind of tell. Or by context, you can tell that this is probably not Tom Cruise in this video, right? But pretty easy to imagine that within only a couple years, it's going to get to the point where you cannot tell without some sort of outside verification that someone has been deep faked or a celebrity has been placed into a situation where they never were, for example. Obviously, the ramifications for this, both in a social and legal setting, are pretty intense, right? You could have videos of political candidates in compromising situations that would be very difficult to disprove if they're very well done deep fakes or very well done completely generated artificial intelligence based creations of, you know, your political opponent snorting cocaine in a seedy hotel room in Las Vegas, things like that are going to be part of our landscape moving forward, I believe. And right now it's the wild west because there's really not a lot of legislation that really addresses this. And again, I will get into this more once Koch and I have had time to really put together a more thorough understanding of the legality involved in creating deepfakes. Because right now, this is unsettled law. It's not something that has been legislated or tried in court or had been made into case law that we can stand on. I believe legislation will have to be enacted, but the machine that creates legislation and laws and governs our day-to-day -day life moves very slowly and the ai frontier is moving very fast week to week it's outpacing itself and what it's able to do and again that could grow exponentially because ai can teach ai in ways that we can't quite comprehend i'll save that for the tech youtubers that are much better at that field than i am i barely understand how any of this works but again let's go back to my industry can it be a good thing 
sure. It could also be essentially the end of live action adult entertainment in time. Not immediately, but in time it could be. You know, why watch me do my thing when you could watch whoever you wanted to, Chris Evans and Angelina Jolie in a very hot, steamy scene. My idea would be that eventually you're going to be able to prompt a program much like ChatGPT4 and say, create for me this scene. I want to see Jason Momoa and Dwayne The Rock Johnson in a really hot scene together. Go. And very quickly, you will receive a video based on your personal likes and dislikes. That could be amazing. At the same time, that could be very scary and unpleasant both for Dwayne and Jason, but also for your average person that doesn't necessarily want to be in adult films. So I think that this is going to be a thing. I don't know if it's a thing yet. I do know that people have been photoshopping celebrities' faces onto, you know, adult entertainers for quite some time. But again, the technology wasn't there. You did have to have some ability with these programs. It wasn't something the average Joe could do just for fun. Whereas I believe the bar to that will lower. I believe that, you know, someone like me who could not do it five years ago would be able to, with the help of AI, create that kind of deep fake pornography very readily and very easily. What are the ethical implications of that? And that, I think, will have to be its own episode. That's a very interesting um, problem to solve because right now it's not necessarily illegal to take a picture of me and post it on somebody else and make that porn. There's very little I can do about that, especially myself as a porn performer. But, you know, imagining I wasn't, it can be difficult to deal with that in a legal fashion and say, I don't want that, take that down. So again, I do want to get into that in the legalities of this episode. And I want to learn more about both the capabilities foreseen and current, and also how the law intersects with something like that. Do you have any legal protections if someone makes deep fake porn of you in a very uncompromising and uncharacteristic position for you that you would find embarrassing or you would find harmful that you would not want out there? You know, I understand that particular legal quandary. That's a difficult one. You know, personally, do I feel like AI is going to take over the entire industry? It really depends. You know, what we do in the adult entertainment industry is very fantasy based. We kind of create fantasies, just like Hollywood creates fantasies. No one goes to see a movie about a guy going about his daily routine, going to work, sitting at his desk for eight hours, running by the shopping mall on the way home. You know, nobody watches a movie like that. We like escapism. We like to see superheroes. We like to see high drama. We like to see things that are outside of our daily norm. I don't need to watch Dustin Hoffman do his shopping. I do that every day. I want to see him perform and be in something dramatic. Well, the same is true for the adult entertainment industry. We kind of provide a fantasy. Well, if AI can craft a custom fantasy for you in a photorealistic fashion, featuring the perfect models for you, male and female, and exactly what you want to see, how can flesh and blood people like myself compete with that? And I imagine that there will always be a market for the real thing, right? The real deal, 
two people in a room or more doing intimate things in an exciting fashion. I believe anyway that there will always be a market for that because I've yet to see digital type pornography that had any semblance of real feeling, real interaction, real two people in a room together. But that may be a very dinosaur way of looking at it. You know, I'm an old dude and what people want to see might differ very much moving forward. Animated pornography is very, very popular. I've seen it. I enjoy a lot of it. And that's clearly not two people. The performances aren't great. The voice acting is usually terrible, but it can be stimulating. It can be arousing. And if you harbor those particular fantasies about a video game character, for example, nothing wrong with that, then it might be very exciting for you to see them in the situations and fantasies that you have had. So, you know, personally, I have nothing wrong with that. Legally, obviously, that can be very subject to at least a lot of concern, right? If you search for Disney-related character porn, you're going to find a lot of Disney characters in compromising positions, let's put it that way. And if Disney can't keep that stuff off of the internet, then no one can. Disney's very famous for being extremely protective of its copyright, of its characters, you know, going so far as to shut down small Etsy sellers that are making crocheted Mickey Mouse and sending them cease and desist letters saying, knock it off. I imagine that Disney's legal team doesn't take Disney porn lightly. And yet, as you might know, it's all over the place. So if they can't stop it, I don't believe anybody can. Meaning that moving forward again with AI technology, you don't need to have the abilities of a computer artist, programmer, designer to create this kind of thing. And I've seen some very high end stuff that was clearly created by a very talented and creative person. And you see really crude eight bit kind of crappy stuff, something that maybe I could produce if I really wanted to, which I don't. But again, AI might change that landscape. AI might make it very easy to on demand dial up Princess Jasmine and whoever from Disney in a scene. And 10 minutes later, there's your video. So in that world, in a world where you can custom create whatever your fantasies desire immediately, custom tailored to your needs and your wants and what you want to see, you know, do humans stand a chance? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, personally, you know, my tastes have changed and shifted as I've grown and I don't watch that much porn anymore. Making porn will kind of cure you of any porn habit you have. But when I do, I am searching for particular things that I'm interested in that day, right? Whatever's turning me on that day. I don't generally browse the thousands and thousands of videos that are available. I search for terms that turn me on. I assume you guys do the same thing. One thing I've noticed about pornography is that it kind of wears thin very quickly. If you have a favorite video, the fifth or sixth time you've watched that video, it may not be very exciting for you anymore, right? I certainly understand that as a producer. And so there's this constant demand for new material. There's this constant demand for something new and fresh and exciting, something you haven't seen before. And as content creators, we can only create stuff so quickly versus something like an AI generator, which every day, every hour, every few minutes, if you wanted, could produce for you 
a five to 10 minute video custom tailored to what you want, I believe that it would be very difficult to compete with that, especially if we get to the point where it can be photorealistic, if that's what you want, if the voice simulation and the voice acting could be convincing to a certain degree. And, you know, God knows there's plenty of material for an AI sex bot to peruse for free online. And that's how these giant, that's how these AI programs are programmed is they're fed an enormous amount of say literature to produce more literature. Well, if you feed an AI bot a whole bunch of videos from one of the major free sites, it should, at least in theory, be able to spit out stuff that you want to see. That's going to be an interesting frontier. We're not there yet, but it would not surprise me that within a couple years, we're going to be there where you can a la carte on demand, customize what you want to see and have it delivered to you. And think about the implications of that for a minute, because as you might imagine, this is already a thing. People are doing this on a smaller scale already. I've read articles about this. Unfortunately, the articles I've read have been on the more problematic side, people producing CSAM material, for example, and the ethics and morals of that, I do want to address. I don't think I'm prepared to address it right now. If that is in any way, okay. My initial response is that it's not. However, the idea that we're talking about digitally created images you know, where is that source material coming from? That, that whole kind of thing gets very tricky very quickly. And so at the moment, I don't want to step into that particular minefield. I will address that because if you remember my videos from a couple months ago, where I was talking about how all that interacts with mainstream pornography, this is a new frontier, which I think is very important and something that we should talk about. So that will be the first episode in my series on how AI is going to affect the adult entertainment industry. I think there's a lot more to cover here, a lot more real world examples that I can bring in. And again, I do want to talk about how the law and AI are going to interact in a virtual space where anything can be created, including the likenesses of celebrities, for example, or just everyday people who may not want to appear in pornography. So it could be you next, could be me, though I really don't think that my particular mug is the one that they're searching for. But you never know. It works for some people. All right, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. I am sorry that it's been so long. I do want to get these episodes out again. I really enjoy this interaction, and I've missed talking to some of you. For those of you who reached out to me, thank you very much. Like, genuinely thank you. It's, it's very heartening when you get a message from someone saying, hey, are you okay? I haven't seen an episode for a while. Just checking in to make sure that everything is okay with you. I mean, that's, that's a real human interaction. I really appreciate that. And both on a business level of, I want to put out good content for you, but on a personal level of, it's nice to know that somebody out there is thinking about you and drops in and takes the time to ask if you're doing okay. So for you guys that wrote and asked me if I was okay and what's going on with the podcast, it's good to see you guys again. I will be getting out more episodes. I have gotten my life a bit more back on track. Things kind of got out of control for a while. I very much hope I will see you again next week for a continuation of this discussion. I don't know if Koch and I will have a chance to do the legal portion yet, but that will be coming down the line. 
So remember, you can check out our website if you want to get more information about me and the sites that I run. That's wickedfellow.com. The Patreon is located there too. I will be uploading a new Patreon video soon. I know it's way overdue. I thank you guys very much for sticking with me. I mean that from the bottom of my heart because I could not afford to keep my cat in kibble without you guys. And she very much appreciates it. I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Thanks again. As always, consent is king. Take very good care of each other. And I'll see you next week.